0: The
1: Drum Shuffle Podcast Teens Tires Fashion, am I right? You've seen my mug on the internet, maybe You know I don't know anything about fashion Here's what I found out recently about fashion Pants have to be very close to the skin these days. I've heard the term skinny jean, alright? And uh, slim fit. That's another term I'm familiar with. You know, back in the day when I was a child, there was the, the slim fit, alright? The regular, and the, I swear I don't think I'm making this up. There was a husky so you could get like a 12 slim a 12 reg and a 12 husky and if it wasn't husky it was something else I don't think it was wide I I really believe there was a time in my existence on this earth that people were buying husky jeans Okay, I'm putting that out there correct me if I'm wrong a recent trip to a mall, and not like the the local mall in West Virginia, like a like a mall outside of West Virginia. I went to uh, what I would consider a discount retailer. <laughs> What's it? Not like TJ Maxx or Marshalls, but like um, it's a. I think it's an acronym. There's a and in the middle of it. Anyways, I'm looking for a pair of pants. I wear pants to work. Do you wear pants to work? I wear pants to work. I have a pair of navy pants, work pants, that look like, uh, you know what it looks like at the top of, like, a pool of gasoline? Like that kinda, uh, like it's kinda cloudy and it's got like multiple colors. That's what the my navy pants look like on the front. And I don't know what the, I guess 600,000 washes will get you to where it looks like <laughs> it looks like the top of a pool of gasoline. Anyways, I'm looking for navy pants. I go through this acronym store at a fancy mall. I'm looking for the regular size pants. Okay? I'm not looking for husky pants. I'm not looking for those jeans that uh, the band corn Uh, War, all right? Regular, hey, you want to call them dad pants? Whatever. I'm looking for the regular pants. The most quote unquote regular pants I could find were slim fit. So in the 80s, the biggest you could get was Husky. 2019, the biggest pants you can get is slim fit. I also saw skinny fit, ultra slim fit, athletic slim fit. I mean... <laughs> I mean, just practicality, okay? You go in the dressing room. I've been in a dressing room. Try to unclose. What is the process of trying on the athletic skinny pants And then where does it go? It's obviously got to get washed because it's hugging the skin. Sure, the regular pant is going to touch the uh, person's skin, but in a if, if you're trying to close on, it's going to be very brief if you're going to touch. Like it's not maximum touching skin. And it wouldn't be going through my mind taking something off the rack that is touch another human skin. Okay? And I'm sure... I've never worked in retail, so I don't know what the process is from when, hey, I don't want these ultra-athletic skinny pants to... and it leaving the changing room and going back on the rack. There may be a process. I'm saying, if if the Husky of 2019 is slim fit, and slim fit... Is getting like 85% of your leg. You're getting lots of skin touch for m- multiple seconds. Let- let's just say 30 seconds. Maybe even a minute. Maybe even walk out with the with the skinny pant outside to show your significant other. Or if you're a younger person, your your parents, like, how does how does my skinny athletic pants look? And they're gonna say something. Hey, we're talking three minutes. You may take them back off, put on another pair. Like I want the just the the slim fit versus the skinny fit, and then you're you know you could have each pair of pants on like six minutes, okay? Practically, it's so in the in 2019, the next time I, and it's going to be a long time before I go into one of those stores again. Number one, it's just it's just a I'm at an age in my life where. Things are passing me by, okay? I didn't feel like that could happen at, at 39. It's happening. This was a moment. But also, if I'm looking for pants and I'm in the situation again and the fat hasn't flipped over back into the wider pant, uh, the only thing, and I'm not a person, I'm not like Howie Mandel. I'm not like a germaphobe or anything, but 100% on my mind. If I go into a story like that again, is these pants have hugged another dude's legs? <laughs> and I'm uncomfortable with that. That's it. Where the do I have to shop at Kohl's for the rest of my life? I guess is what I'm asking. Do I have to shop? (laughs) Do I have to shop at Kohl's? Is there one store for me for the rest of my days? I hope not. I guess I could buy regular pants on the internet. Regularpants.com Maybe it'll bounce back. I don't know how long it's going to take. And I don't, again, I'm not looking for bell bottoms. I'm not looking for For the wide jean, okay, I just want a regular pair of pants. And I guess that's all I'm saying. Where are the regular pants? Is there a place besides Kohl's? If you know about the regular pants store, let me know. Because I'm still in search of a navy blue blue pair of work pants. (laughs) For cash day. For business cash. What is goodies? Recently, I had a perch sandwich. You heard it right. Perch. Out of the Lake Erie, one of the great lakes. Uh, It was a regular bun, fried yellow perch, tartar sauce. It was tasty. (sighs) So that happened. Hey, where are all the Marshall podcasts? I'm not kidding around. Marshall, you're pretty good at football, right? I think uh, word on the street is you're favored to win the Conference USA in football. Former WVU assistant coach, Doc Holliday. He's done really well at Marshall. I think people are excited about Marshall football, the people who are into that. And yet, when you type in Marshall University podcast, I don't see anything current. I see some some experiments or some podcasts that haven't had a new episode in like four years. Basketball? Hey, you guys were in the tournament a couple years ago. You've got a coach who is the brother of a famous coach. You're famous. You know, your coach is famous because he wears a T-shirt under a a suit jacket, <laughs> sport coat, and then martial T-shirt underneath. And that's fun. They have a fun style. They shoot a lot of threes. The D'Antoni brothers are similar in their approach. Seems like Mike D'Antoni's figured out a little bit about defense. Houston's pretty good at defense. But, hey, podcasters, listen. uh, WVU sports podcast, there's, there's more than one and less than 40, okay? It's somewhere in between. But it's way more than what I can assure you is that there's at least one. And I know it's not apples, the apples comparison. Okay, but what I'm saying is, hey Marshall, people who went to Marshall, people who wear green, uh, you know, people who have uh, the big M on your on your car or whatever, uh, do a podcast about Marshall sports. And guess what? You'll be the only one. And that's cool. And then maybe somebody will listen to that and be inspired. And then there'll be two Marshall podcasts. It's not like, listen, it's not like Pittsburgh, okay? Like Pitt, I didn't even look. I don't want to look to see how many Pitt, University of Pittsburgh podcasts there are. I'm sure there's at least one. What have they had? <laughs> they've had uh they haven't been to the tournament since since Dixon was there basketball wise and football since Pitts went to the ACC, all they can do is be a spoiler team and that they are I'm sure they went to a bowl here and there, but they're forgettable is what I would say. And maybe you would say for WVU football, you could say the same thing. West Virginia's been to an Orange Bowl in the last ten years, okay? They've been to a Sugar Bowl in the last in the last twenty years, okay? It's it comes and goes, but that that has happened. Hey Pitt, what are you doing? And I'm just telling you, folks at Marshall, uh, as a frame of reference. There are miserable fan bases. Okay. I don't think the Marshall fan base is miserable. Miserable fan bases have podcasts. Marshall, you should have a podcast. Somebody do it. Okay. Or don't, whatever you want to do. Sophie B. Hawkins is not a legendary songstress. You may go out in the world and you may see something where somebody says, Hey, Sophie B. Hawkins is coming to town. The legendary songstress. No. Legendary songstress. Carole King. All right. Legendary songstress. What is a songstress, by the way? I don't know. There's not a songster. So what's a songstress? Don't believe that hype. So, okay, let me back up. Sophie B. Hawkins, you had a couple of hits. Good luck in the future with whatever you're doing. And you're probably not responsible for the advertisement of your show. But... For Sophie B. Hawkins and for anybody out there, you're not a legendary songstress. (laughs) And I don't know what a songstress is. Who's a songstress? When's the last time you used the word songstress? Dire Prime. Chicken update. A lot of chicken talk on last week's episode. Still very sad about Bojangles disappearing close to where I live. Tried a new place for me, a new chain, a chicken chain, Raising Canes. Raising Canes? I don't know. I don't know if there's a G at the end of Raising or Raisin. Anyways, this is a chicken tender place and that's all they do. The menu. I love the menu. It's very simple. Chicken tenders, french fries, we got coleslaw if you want it, Texas toast, secret sauce. Okay? And that's it. And soda. If you're a kid you can get some chocolate milk or whatever. But if you go to the Raising Cane's, that's what you're getting is chicken tenders. So I love that idea. If I live close to a Raising Cane's and I don't, if I did in a pinch and I I want to get something I can trust, I would feel like if you only have four things on the menu, then it's going to be ready fairly quick. And you know what you're doing with your four items, okay? So I like that. I was doing the only other place I can think of that has an excellent chicken tender. And Chick-fil-A, you've got a good chicken tender, okay? People would point more to the the chicken nuggets at Chick-fil-A, okay? Chick-fil-A is more of a nug place and obviously known for the chicken sandwich. But nug trumps tender, okay? Okay? To me, in my mind, the competitor of Raising Cane's is Zaxby's. Zaxby's, chicken tender. Zaxby's has the Zaxby's sauce. Let's be clear. Zaxby's is older. I had to double check. Zaxby's is older than Raising Cane's. Their sauces are very similar. So Raising Cane's, I'm not saying that you are trying to mimic Zaxby's. I'm just saying it's eerily similar. Raising Cane's, you're doing crinkle cut fries. So is Zaxby's. So there is some, uh, you could be, what, paying homage to Zaxby's? You could be heavily influenced by Zaxby's. I don't know how that works. It's just kind of weird, okay? Zaxby's got more chicken options. They got chicken wings. uh, They got salads. They got this other stuff. Broader menu at Zaxby's. But in the taste test of who's got the best chicken tender between Zaxby's and Raising Cane's, the winner is Zaxby's for me. Now, heavily seasoned chicken tender at Zaxby's. Tons of flavor. Good flavor at Raisin Canes. Better customer service, Raisin Canes. Better chicken tender, Zaxby's. So congratulations to Zaxby's Raisin Canes. I will visit you again. Hey, and here this is a thing, okay? <laughs> One of my best friends, and I talk about this a lot, and he I've given him a sense of what I want from a customer service experience at a fast food place. Raising Canes, and I've only went to one, but I'm assuming this is done at all the Raising Canes. They do that super loud when you walk in the door, welcome, acknowledging that you've entered the building. And what I would ask establishments that think that's a good idea, and it may be for the population, and you're not catering just to me, but what I'm saying is, Don't do that. (laughs) You don't need to do that. Okay? Uh, You can welcome me when I approach the counter. Hello? May I take your order? But keep it simple. Uh, Yes, pay attention to me when it's my turn. I don't need the... the... Hey, welcome! No. I don't feel welcome at that point. Now, I was going to... I was hungry and I want a chicken, okay? So it's not like I'm going to walk out. I just don't need that. It's very confrontational, the super loud welcome when you walk in the door. Again, Raising Cane's great customer service. My My perfect customer service experience. Limited talking. Get everything that I ask for exactly right. And don't make me look at my watch as far as how long is it taking get it right hello when I approach the counter get my change right get the order right the food comes out right in a decent amount of time and that's the end of our interaction and I enjoy my food and I'll put it up you don't have to do anything else make sure the soda machine works properly that's it I'm not asking for a lot fast food I'm not asking for a lot So, one man's opinion. That's, for me, the perfect fast food experience. Uh, Limited talking. Now, I don't want the kiosk either. McDonald's. Hey, McDonald's kiosk. Uh, That's hit and miss. That's taking out the human interaction, which is, you know, something I can listen to. I can entertain that idea. But, you know, it feels like, there's some lag there. It hasn't been perfected, the kiosk. Plus, if I don't know what I want, going through a kiosk, is going to take much longer. It's actually a longer experience at the kiosk. And so you're trading time for not talking to someone. And that's cool. Again, I can hear that argument. Just make it better. So talk to a human. I'm still in for that. Very limited interaction. Listen, be a good listener. Uh, and just get everything right. And a, a little bit of eye contact is fine. Pleasantries, very small talk, you know, but not too much. Again, I just don't want a lot of talking. That maybe that's a me problem.